0: Hey friend, we are so close to the end of the year that a lot of us are asking, is it worth really working on our goals, being all healthy and all strong? Should we just wait until January 1st? And if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably because you know the answer around here is no. We take care of our stuff and we enjoy the season. Today's topic is prioritizing your progress. If you're new to me, my name is Cynthia and I'm the writer at SimpleCentia.com and we spread hope online. One word at a time. So at the time of this recording, we are 44 days away from the end of the year. Woohoo! And we are making progress. We are. We are working on our goals. We've had a lot of mercy with ourselves, a lot of grace. And we've also asked some tough questions of ourselves so that we could take courageous steps towards fulfilling those goals. And I'm not sure about you, but I always get great progress when I rely on the truth. The truth is the best asset when it comes to our goals. And this sounds like a future podcast and a future blog post, but the truth is an amazing asset. Okay. The truth about where we are is not to cause shame or guilt, but the truth simply serves as an asset, a tool to get us to where we need to be. So what is priorities? What is prioritizing? So my definition of it is to arrange items in order of importance. So to make something a priority is to arrange items in order of importance. So we are speaking about goals, the holiday season, and more specifically, I'm going to give you some examples on my fitness goals and my nutrition goals as well. Okay, so what is the holiday? The amount of people that listen to this podcast is not as big as some other podcasts, which is completely fine, but I'm very proud to say that we are all different. There's people outside the country listening to it. There's people in the U.S. listening to it. And the people in the U.S. are not all Christians. They're not all women. They are very different. So the holiday depends on you. It depends on your culture. It depends on your choices. Here's one thing. People like to party and people like to have fun. So how will you celebrate? So keep that in mind as you are listening to this episode, okay? I'm celebrating Thanksgiving. It is my favorite American holiday. I did not grow up celebrating Thanksgiving. It's not a thing where I came from. I remember as a child seeing a PSA, a public service announcement, on TV about today is Thanksgiving day. It was very hot outside. The reason why I was the only kid inside was because I was taking a little break from the heat and everybody was outside playing. And in my little child's mind, I was like, huh, this is interesting, interesting holiday. And then I just turned my back to the TV and went back to playing. So that's my only connection with Thanksgiving growing up. When I came to the States in 1998, I learned how to celebrate Thanksgiving because of the love, the hospitality of my host family in North Alabama. They really showed me what Thanksgiving is all about. They gave me amazing food and even better than that, they gave me a lot of love. They were grateful people who are very generous and I'm so glad that God placed them in my lives and I'm grateful for them. So that was my experience with Thanksgiving and I fell in love with the holiday. So it is one of my favorite ones. I love the foods that we get to eat during Thanksgiving. I would eat Thanksgiving food all the time, but I'm kind of glad that we wait until the end of the year to enjoy those meals. I'm saying all of that to say that we have goals and my goals are not going to stop the force of the holiday and culture and the celebrations. This year, I have at least two places to go eat Thanksgiving meal. I think that some of the conversation when we're talking about weight loss, weight maintenance, fitness, is people forget that sometimes if you have several houses that you go to, it's not just one meal, it's several. So you have to take that into account. So how will we prioritize our progress with all of that being said? Well, we prepare. That's the first step. We prepare. We prepare for the expected and we prepare for the unexpected. Okay. So how do we prepare for the expected? Well, my preparation happened a couple of weeks ago. I listened to Donato Russo, who is the Renting Weight Watcher. It's a great podcast. If you want to subscribe it. And he presented us with a holiday plan. And I decided I was going to follow his plan this year. I've had a plan in the past, but it wasn't as specific as his was. So I was just like, I'll just try his this year. So for that plan, you write down what you're going to eat the day of Thanksgiving ahead of time. And you also plan on your fitness for the week. So I did both of those things. So I'm preparing for what I'm expecting to happen, which is. I'll probably eat in at least two places, and then I'm also preparing to exercise. We signed up for a turkey trot. I'm actually excited about that, and so those are things that I expect. Well, you also have to plan for the unexpected. Let's say um, so-and-so calls you, and she can't make it to your mom's house, so you have to go over there, and she's a bit of a food pusher. So you have to prepare for the unexpected surprises in your week. Let's say you have a long day of shopping with family, so you might not be able to get your workout of 30 minutes in that day. So prepare for the expected as well as the unexpected. So to be fair with the word unexpected, you don't expect stuff coming. So how do you expect for something you don't know you're coming? Well... I believe that that's when your mindset is important. Let's say if you're not able to work out because you're going to somebody's house that's in the middle of nowhere, it is not safe to walk outside and you don't want to do burpees in the bathroom. Okay. (laughs) So preparing for the unexpected in my uh, worldview, to me, it means to say the next chance I have to work out, which will probably be in 24 hours, I'm going to go out for 30 minutes. 30-minute walk. So that's what I would say. Let's say if the unexpected is an extra helping of pie, which you really didn't want to have, but everybody was eating, and you were tired, and you're just like, okay, just put it in my plate. I'll just eat this. So y'all will leave me alone. So how do you how do you prepare for that? Well, you write down what you ate in your food journal, and then you the next meal, you just make a better choice. So in my mind, that's how you prepare for the unexpected. I'm a person of hope. I'm a person of faith. And I also... Always expect the best, even when the unexpected happens, okay? So think about some of the things that you are expecting to happen during the holiday and your foundation and the reason why we're thinking about it is because of our goals. And also think about the unexpected. How will I respond? One of the interesting things about thinking through the holiday this year is about how predictable the holiday is, but sometimes we act like the holiday never happened before. And what I mean is (laughs) every year we eat the same foods. And yes, we can find those ingredients year round. Like they don't disappear from the store. I think there's just more uh, prepackaged food with fall flavors and Christmas flavors. But the basic ingredients, they've always been there. It's just more of them now. And I'm, I've told y'all this before, at our family get-togethers, it's always the same foods unless we bring something um, different. And so planning is easy, you know, unless you're going to a buffet, which a lot of the buffets too, they tell you ahead of time what you expect. We're going to have chicken, we're going to have, like the song says, green beans, potatoes, tomatoes, like all the things. So um, you kind of know what to expect, you know? And just think about how will you prepare this year, okay? For some folks, the preparation in their minds might be, I'm not going to go for seconds this year because it doesn't make me feel good. Or I'm going to get a little bit less than I normally would. And then if I'm hungry, you know, after eating a whole plate, I'll go back and get some more. So just whatever will help you make progress towards your goal that's the safe thing to do, okay? And also remember that the holiday is about Christ. It is about, in my mind, it is about end life and world will. It is about giving thanks to the Lord. It's not about a turkey. So the turkey is secondary, and we make such a big deal about food, but it's about giving, get, getting together and giving thanks to God. So if I make that my priority, I think that I can handle... The remainder of the season, okay? All right, so let's talk about the small and sometimes big challenges that we have during the holiday, and the reason why I'm saying this is because when I changed my nutritional life, or, oh, Zeke and I married for, okay, so this was around 18 years ago, I decided to write down how many calories I was eating. During the holiday, because it was a it was tough times for me. I I told you I learned how to love the food, and then I loved it a little bit too much. So I was taking a class, and then the teacher, who's a nutritionist, said, "Hey, write down everything that you eat during Thanksgiving, and then come up with a grand total, and then let it you know just figure out what you learn." I want to say that my grand total was three thousand calories. I was shocked. I was horrified, and I was just like, no wonder I gained a lot of weight during the holiday because look at how much I'm eating. So education really helped me change the next holiday season, and ever since then, like every season I learned something, and it's working out for me, like most people or like some people, I'm a victim of falling for that momentary delight instead of thinking about my goal. Stress, like if it's a stressful situation, like usually I will just hang out with my plate and my fork or my spoon. And in my mind, that's helping out with the stress and it never does. So sometimes it takes going through those challenges and then looking back analytically and just saying, you know, that didn't work out. It's got to be a better way. So a question that a lot of people ask is, you know, what's more important, your goals or that momentary delight? And honestly, if you're stressed, you might say the momentary delight. Like, (laughs) I just don't want to feel that way. But I'm saying all of that to say that it is worth learning from what you experienced the last time. It is worth learning for yourself. Like, if I tell you to go write down how many points or how many calories you've had that might not work for me but it worked i mean it might not work for you but it worked for me so you have to f- learn from yourself and figure out what will convince you to stick with your goals during those situations okay so for me it took a little while but i figure out okay so the root problem here is not so much the food because the food never disappeared like every holiday season thank god we're really blessed it was there right the problem was I was overeating because of stress. So once I learned that the overeating wasn't helping me and then I tackled the root cause of stress, things just got more uh, doable and I've been able to navigate the holidays a little bit better, okay? So I was very honest with you and I told you that sometimes when you somebody says, hey, what's more important, that momentary bite... Or, you know, your goals, and you say, the momentary bite, okay? And I respect that, because I've I've felt like that before. But here's what I want to ask you. Before how long you're going to live like this? How long do you want to live like this? That's a question that I want to ask you, and I've asked myself. It's just like, okay, so if, if the momentary delight is important, and it's giving you the results that you are now carrying in your body, how long do you want to live like this? So just be honest with yourself and answer that question and then decide, okay, so what am I going to do about it? Okay. And there's not a right or wrong question. Uh, sometimes we sit with awareness, sometimes just the knowledge that I'm stressed out and I'm aware of it is enough to take you into the next step when you have a chance and other people decide, you know, I'm going to try something different this year and I'm going to see what I get, but. Just do what works for you and just honestly ask yourself, how want how long do I want to live like this? And then make a decision, okay, on where to go next. Let's be a little bit more specific about how to prepack. How to prepare. I was gonna say prepack, which I'm about to do as well this weekend. How to prepare for the expected. So we are traveling. So I'm often working on my health when I'm traveling. It's kind of rare that I'm not, which is a good thing for me. Um, the My least favorite thing is just to be in a trip and feel bad because I ate a lot of things that don't agree with me. So preparation, it, it means quality of life for me. So I do pack food for traveling. Sometimes, sometimes I'm traveling 10 minutes down the road. Sometimes I'm traveling, traveling 10 hours uh, down the road. So it means packing foods that will give me health, energy, strength, and that will allow me to enjoy this holiday season. So that's one way I prepare. Another way I prepare is I buy a few items when I get to where I'm going. We often find a grocery store and we buy a few things. The only place I don't do that is my sibling's house because either they have what I like or they will buy it for me. Uh, But everywhere, family, family's home. Family, when we're family. But anywhere else, like, I I have no shame of stopping at a grocery store and just buying a couple of things that will help me out. And I'm talking about perishables, like oat milk or almond milk or whatever thing I'm into. We travel as a family quite a bit, so I also buy, like, a couple of snacks for the kids, just things that I know. Will help us to have energy and honestly it does save money and it just gives us a break from eating out so much. Okay. Another way of prepare is I remember my priority for the day. So the day of Thanksgiving is different than the Tuesday of Thanksgiving. The and what I mean is we often go out which is kind of part of uh, the season for us. I don't know if you notice, but I'm not a let's go out kind of person. Like I'll go, but it's not my favorite thing. And when I do go out, I like to select a place where I'm going, make sure the menu has something that will agree with me and the experience will be excellent. I've also been known to go to places where they don't really have the menu. I just heard the good things about it, or I have a good feeling about the place. <laughs> the last one of these experiences, there was a literal hole in the wall, and I took a picture of it. I'm not going to share it with you, just in case you know you figure out where it is. But the it was the good. The food was really good. My husband enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So anyway, um, but I don't do that quite a bit. Therefore, all the prepping and buying food, et cetera, et cetera. But the goal is to be healthy, to be strong, and not to get sick while we're traveling, okay? So back to remembering my priority for the day. On Thursday, the priority is running. Obviously, giving thanks to God, but running because we have a race. And then we have a couple of celebrations with family. And the priority is to follow up with the plan that I set for myself a couple of weeks ago. So what I need to do between now and then is just to look at the plan and make sure that I'm making progress, okay? And uh, if you're like, plan, 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 what are you talking about? So the plan is to write down what you want to eat that day, not like write down one leaf of lettuce and one droplet of olive oil with a bunch of salt. It's just like, you want pecan pie? Put it in there. If turkey means anything to you, put it in there. Just figure out how many points you're going to need for the day, and then you balance that with, um activity so i wrote down everything i want to eat one of my favorite things is greens and cornbread so i made sure that i put it in there the turkey i'm gonna have and my husband's hometown has a fantastic um bakery which we visit every time that we're in town so i included some baked goods in there at least one so that's part of the plan for the day So, in order for me to have all of that, my breakfast is going to be a little bit more carefully balanced than it normally would be. I have a tendency of breaking the number of points even during a normal day. So, that's a Tuesday. But then on Thursday, it's going to be point heavy for dinner. So, earlier, I'm still, your girl's still gonna eat. Like, we're not gonna starve, especially because we're running. Um, but you see what the dif- you see what I mean by remember the priority for the day, okay? And then last but not least, I prepare by remembering my tools. If I get stressed, I can always go for a run. I can go for a walk. I can do some burpees. I can do some sit-ups. I can write. Journaling is healing. It helps me to put my thoughts into paper. It helps me clarify a lot of things that I feel. Um, talking to someone about the reason why I'm stressed out, calling a friend. There's so many things I can do, so it's good to remember my tools because when I had no tools, I felt like food was my only tool for coping. So I prepare by remembering my tools, okay? Last but not least, I wanted to encourage you to simplify the activities of the season. And I come with a humble and very fresh example of that. I had, I think, four things scheduled for the next 24 hours, so I decided before coming in my home this morning, as in, I went to work out, and I was thinking about everything that I had to do, and I was a little overwhelmed, so I committed that before I get inside of my home, I was going to drop two of those commitments that I had, and I was honest, I was very truthful. In love, and I simplified my schedule, and thank God I did. I'm the type of person that I want to do all the things, I want to hang out, but simplifying is giving me more peace. is helping my health. It is helping me to be available for my family who needs me. That's amazing too. And I mean, I knew that, but when I'm busy and when I'm like, "Yeah, we can do it. Let's just just put it in the schedule. We can fit it. We can do this. We can do that." you don't completely think clearly and at least myself and I don't have the presence of mind and emotion to feel the sense the the needs around me so simplifying the activities of the season really pay off you know slacker there's I mean Martha Stewart's not running around with a notebook taking notes of what I'm doing that would be very creepy if that would happen but I think that's how I used to feel. It's just like, oh my God, what is Martha Stewart going to think if I don't do all the things on my list? It's just like, nobody cares. But your family does. And they do care that you are peaceful, that you are joyful, that you are present because you are the heartbeat. You are a very important part of your family and friend's life. So a peaceful you is a more graceful you. A peaceful you is able to love, to lead, to encourage, to laugh. We don't want to go through the season so stressed out that we don't have time to laugh and to enjoy it. So simplify the activities of the season. It is something I'm practicing, and I encourage you to do the same thing. And last but not least, because it is Thanksgiving, I want to encourage you to express gratitude on purpose. With everything that I said, you probably caught me a couple of times saying, well, the holiday is about God, the holiday is about God. It is, and we forget about it sometimes because there's so much going on in our lives in our schedules and society never really pushes you to say this season is about christ this season is about offering thanksgiving to the one who gave us everything so do it on purpose push yourself to um, do this in a way that works for you i'm not a fan of telling you to do certain things because it might not work for you for example if you say hey you should write on your gratitude journal if you only knew how long it's been since I haven't written a mine, so obviously that doesn't work for me. But getting down on my knees and telling God, Thank you, first thing in the morning, I can do that. And remembering throughout the day to express out loud my gratitude to God, I can do that. So just make it doable, but don't make another item on your to do list. Okay, expressing gratitude on purpose is something good, it should be simple. And if you don't have that habit, it's an easy and joyful habit to adopt. Friend, I just wanted to share with you how to prioritize your progress. I hope that you got some encouragement from this episode. I pray that however you celebrate the holiday, that it will be peaceful, joyful, and that will be purposeful. I pray that you prepare for the expected as well as the unexpected things that will come your way, knowing that God is able to uphold you, to help you, and to be there for you when you need them the most. Simplify your schedule. You will thank yourself for simplifying your schedule and your practices. And remember to express gratitude. And I want to express my gratitude for you and just to tell you that I'm grateful for you, for your listenership all these years, and for your friendship. This was a little bit longer than usual but I hope that it encourages you to have an amazing holiday. This is your friend Sincho with simpleSancho.com and I'm just so thankful to God for you. Bye.